0: I have the privilege of sharing the next part of the journey we're having in, in in the book of acts and it's chapter three and i absolutely love this passage it is a passage that has just meant so much to me and so when peter and i were planning i was saying pick me pick me for tap active so it was it was really good but why i'm also excited about this specific passage because we've been sharing about this theme that there is there is better to come there's much more better to come um, And uh, I think we use the words, the best is yet to come. And in this passage, we're going to meet two different people who show us and demonstrate us what it means to experience much more in Jesus. Both these men believed in the name of the Lord Jesus. They trusted in his name and the Lord was glorified. So it is just an incredible passage. And um, I'm going to first read the word and then I'm going to break this open and I just pray that we will... blessed and i'm trusting the lord for many things this morning so let's just read it it's in acts chapter 3 from verses 1 to verses 10. now peter and john were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a man lame from birth was being carried whom they had daily who laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask for alms of those entering the temple Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze to him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong and he leaped up and stood and began to walk and he and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they recognized him as one of those who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms and they were filled with wonder an amazement at what had happened to him. Oh, what a passage. Heavenly Father, as we allow this word to speak to us, as Lord, you use the word that I've prepared, Lord, we don't want to be the same people when we leave this place today. Lord, you've called us here for a purpose, and I ask, Lord, that you will change us forever as we appropriate this word into our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So just to kind of create a little bit of context, for the first few verses, we we get the scene, the scene is set. We have this ability to see exactly who the characters are and what is happening in their lives. So in in the first part, in Acts Acts 3 verses 1 to 3, um, we see that John and and Peter were going to the temple at 3 in the afternoon. It was at a time when the the Jewish people would go. To present their sacrifices for their sins, and it's and it's just the context of Peter and John going to the temple, knowing that they have received the incredible blessing by the by the eternal Father by Jesus the Lamb, and just I can imagine this that sticking to those routines and going to the temple to pray. So we've we've got this context, a lot of Jewish people coming up to the temple, and at the same time we're introduced to the lame, lame beggar. We understand that he's there he's lame from birth Luke is very specific with that you need to understand that this man his family would have helped him throughout his life to do everything he would never have known how to walk and so somebody used to bring him there daily people would used to know who he is because he'd be there begging for alms and for many of us who've been in that spaces where we've been confronted with beggars in different places of the world I know in my case, um, you know, there's a pattern where they try and attract your attention as you're walking by and then quickly to the next person, hoping to just get your attention as they call to you. I can see that kind of happening as these people were leading up those steps out into the gate, the beautiful gate, and him trying to get their attention and catch their eye. Me personally, in those moments, I try not to catch their eye because something happens when you catch eye with that person in his desperation so that's Ken but what we read about now in verses 4 and 5 is that Peter notices him and he looks him in the eye and it said in verse 4 and Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and then said look at us and then in verse 5 he said and he fixed his attention the beggar fixed his attention expecting to receive something from them and then in verse six we have this amazing statement that peter makes and he says i have no silver and gold but what i do have i give to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk the stage is set for something to happen we've discovered about these two specific people a little bit of their character firstly for Peter we realize from what he did in those actions that he was compassionate he had a heart of compassion he knew that this person needed something that he could not give money would not sort it out he knew in his heart that he needed Jesus and so he gave him Jesus he brought Jesus into that moment He, on behalf of Jesus, a servant of the Lord, brought Jesus to him. As he proclaimed, what I give you is what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He gave him Jesus. He gave him the name of Jesus. So the question needs to be, before we get into some of the amazing stuff, we've got to have a little bit of theology here. We've got to understand, what does it mean? To call out, to ask for, to pray in the name of Jesus. Now, a little bit of a side story. Back in 2006, we were about 40 people at Lyft. And one of the elders at that time, one of our elders from Britain, he knew a pastor and theologian called Dr. Eaton and invited him to come to preach that Sunday at Lyft. And uh, wow, were we blessed. 40 of us sitting in that little hot room there by the lake. And this man just blessed us with his word. He then had lunch with us. And as elders, he started just sharing with us. And he shared specifically what it means for us to pray in the name of Jesus. And boy, was I blessed. Little did I know, this is how amazing God is. And his foresight and his purpose. Dr. Eaton was actually part of the ministry and partial team that Piet was involved with. And that was only coming in 2014. And I was just so blessed to know that I knew this man. And that he blessed us as a little church and he said this specifically as we were sharing with us and i i remember i went and looked it up in some of my notes and um he said he said this god's name is god's character revealed it is god in action making known his name it is god in action declaring his name it is god acting out his name it is god doing his name and then he just said this wonderful thing to us he said it's God being God and his purpose has been accompanied uh, accomplished and you know it, it, there's a lot that I said there God's character being revealed in his name now for many of us you've kind of heard now something theological and you're kind of trying to say all right what does that mean Ken well, I understand a bit of it but actually all of us here understand this concept in the normal realm most of us have experienced it, but those that have not experienced it don't want to experience it. Now you're wondering what it is. Well, this is what it's all about. This is what happens in the, in the real world. We've all had that moment, or some of us, when all of a sudden, a Swiss policeman with his bulletproof jacket, his little earpiece holding the side of his, of his, um, of his vest, stands in the road and points and says, You? There. There. And we know with fear and trembling, we will move and park our car there because something's about to happen. Now, what happens there in the physical is that this policeman is representing, he's a servant of the authority and represents the law and everything that it represents. We know that. We understand that. He understands that. He understands by him standing in front and pointing to you or me, that he is representing the Swiss law, and we need to obey. We understand that. The funny thing is, when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name, and boy, was I just moved as I started preparing this message. That there's many moments in our lives when we just pray that prayer and pray that words, without really realizing the character and the the, the, the authority and. And, and what we're calling God, Jesus, to come into that situation. And, and I know in this moment as I'm sharing that there's some of you are realizing, you know, there's, maybe that's why these things that I've been speaking to the Lord for years, just I, I, haven't, I haven't owned the authority that I have. It's so much more than the policeman, friends. In the spiritual realm as children of God, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you need to understand what's happening. And this is just a revelation peter understood that peter knew god when he was walking on earth he could ask the lord for things he knew that in the same breath as jesus is, is on the throne reigning supremely from his throne he could ask jesus and he knew because jesus had taught them as disciples that he they could ask him it's true it's in the bible in john chapter 14 verses 12 and in uh, t- verses 11, uh, 12 to 14, they know that Jesus told them. And he said it prophetically for the moments like this to come. Hear the word of the Lord. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will, be, will, will he do. Because I am going to the Father. That's prophetic. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Peter knew this. So, not only did he understand that the authority as the servant of Christ he has, he also knew that God would respond to it. And just as Peter knew that that person needed Jesus, this lame person needed Jesus because he couldn't do that in his own strength, we as a church live in that space. Friends, We've asked the Lord often in his name. We're still in that space as we're praying for people, for jobs, for healing, for difficult things. But we know who we're speaking to. We know that we're bringing Jesus into that space. And this is so amazing. And I'm trusting that as I share this now and later in the service, there's moments that you are thinking about in your life that are, okay, I want that. I want the Lord to address this thing that's been hanging over me for a while. And I'm trusting the Lord will give you the courage to step out in faith. Because the next verse is very important. There's a very critical thing that is mentioned and that we understand about this truth. And we read that in verse 7 and 8. Just hear what, what happens to Peter. It says, Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. There's a wonderful song about that as well. And um, the thing I want you to notice here, listen to the sequence. Peter had to act in faith first. He he spoke in faith, but he had to reach out and touch the man. And then uh, there's an instant miracle. That this man who's never known how to walk jumps up and walks and leaps and praises God. I wanted to share from my life that this truth is something i've just and i've learned this more than ever been part of this church and whenever we ask in jesus name for god to do things that he that we know is in his will it is required an act of faith friends sometimes it's a bold act sometimes it's it's a it's a little act sometimes it's me just declaring That God is going to do this in the midst of a whole lot of unbelievers. Which takes courage. And sometimes it's just me and the Lord. Where I need to wrestle with it. till I understand that Lord I know you're going to do this for me. It acts. It requires an act of faith. And, and And the book of Acts. As Peter and I were just reflecting on this morning. Is full of this. Where we are called. To humble ourselves. And act in faith. Friends. The church that you are part of is a church that can testify over and over and over again as we've stepped out in faith and we've seen God come through in amazing ways and we've glorified him. We've given him all the glory. Just as I look out over this church, I know that there are families that have been reconciled. There's brokenness that only Jesus could solve. There's people, I see Vim in the back there. We've seen his heart made new as we've cried out to the Lord in Jesus' name. There's a testimony of that. I see Wayne sitting in the back there, and one or two, Andy's also somewhere around here. You know, we were part, when we, when we you know, an act of faith that was huge and, and, and very dangerous and just nonsensical to unbelievers was when we got the rent for this place, when we got the contract. We were so excited after two and a half years. And the guy said to us, you need to sign for the, for the rental for this property for seven years. But we had to then in faith go and put an announcement in the Umsplat and say that on this corner in bar we will be a church and if anybody has any objections please notify us and we will and we couldn't be a church but we had to first sign the lease for seven years i don't even know how much that money was but we signed (laughs) when but we did it with fear and trembling but we got together and we prayed outside this door we walked around this building at night we looked at the Umsplat every week And we celebrated there was no one that was proclaiming anything against us. And by the fourth week, you couldn't hide our joy because we knew that we'd stepped out in faith. And boy, was it what it, it took courage. But we knew that God had purposes and plans much bigger than we've got in our mind. And here we are today. And friends, this is just the beginning. As we declared in the beginning of this message, the best is yet to come. I'm challenging you that we will have to step out in faith more. That is what God does. And it's an exciting thing, but it takes courage. As a church, that's what God has called us to do. In Jesus' name. Trusting in the character, in all that he is, as we bring Jesus into those situations. And God becomes God. And we see his purpose has been fulfilled. It's an exciting space to be in. And I'm trusting the Lord for more. Now I've just got to catch up where I was. I got so excited. Um. So yes, so Peter specifically shows us out of his character what it means to believe that and to act on that. And now what I'd like to do is also look at the the beggar and give you a context as well of how he believed in the name of Jesus and what he received for believing in the name of Jesus. Now, as we know, back in Acts chapter 3, verses 4 to 6, I think that's where we're now caught up to. I got the nod from Renus. I'm back on track. Um, is he was, at, he, was, he, was, he was expecting one thing. He was expecting what he was able to do and what he'd done all his life. All the beggar could do was go to the gate, beg for money, and wait for people to respond. That's what he knew. That's what he expected. That's what he did with what he had. But Peter said, look at me. He got his attention. God had a plan to give him so much more than what he actually thought he needed. God gave him three things. Gave him faith, gave him healing, and gave him a new life. I'd like to show you that out of this this specific text. Now, the faith piece, you've got to lead a little bit further on. It's from verse 11 to verse 15. And what happens is he's jumping and praising and, and worshiping the Lord. And, of course, all the people see them. And come running to them and think that Peter and John performed the miracle. And what Peter does is he points all the glory to Jesus. And in these these verses, he directs it specifically to Jesus. And then we're going to get to verse 16, where he explains how this person was healed. And why he was healed. And it's about faith. We'll get there now. I've just got to let, just briefly let's just go through Acts Verse 11. And I want to specifically read you know, the two verses, 11 and 12, and then 14 and 15. Just to give you the context. Says, While he clung to Peter and John, at the, uh, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the protica called Solomon. It's basically the colonnade of Solomon. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people and said, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you, you stare at us as though by our own power and piety we have made him walk? And then he goes on to declare in verse 14. Just hear how he, he speaks the name, the character of God. He says, but you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for the murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life, who God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. Can you see the character of God that he's describing? Can you see the name of God being, being declared before all people? I've always wanted to just share something on the author of, of the, the word, the author of life. Because, you know, that's this is one place that it's mentioned. And boy, what a verse. A verse for us to hold on to that Jesus is the author of life. Amen. And uh, he just points to Jesus. And then in verse 16, he says this most amazing thing. And just hear what he says. From verse 16, after he said, That we are witness to this he says and his name that's Jesus by faith in his name has made this man whom you see and know and the faith that is through Jesus has given him the man a perfect health in the presence of all of you can you see what Peter's saying he's saying that Jesus gave him faith and gave him health. Jesus gave him faith to believe. It's not out of his own strength. This is the most amazing truth of all. And as he responds to that faith, he's healed. An incredible, credible truth. Paul says exactly the same thing in Acts chapter two to the uh, to Ephesians in Ephesians chapter two, the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus and he says it in this most amazing way that's verses 8 and 9 he says for by the grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it is a gift of God not a result of works so that no man may boast this is the most amazing 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 good news for all of us God in his goodness gives us the gift of salvation but also the gift of faith God gives us even the faith to believe. It is just good, 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 good news. And this lame man in his state owned this. It is simply incredible. And the third thing is that he's given life. So in that moment he's given faith and he's given health his body is made new he stands up and he jumps and he praises god but there's an attitude of this this lame beggar that is remarkably seen following the act of the miracle there's other places in the bible where people have been healed that were lame but that they, they just turn away from the lord but this man who i believe one day will see in glory first thing he did he went into the temple he would never before been able to go into the temple because of his deformity and he praises and worships god his attitude his life he's no longer the man the beggar the lame man begging for food and money he is got salvation through the lord jesus christ because he believed in the name of jesus he received faith he received healing and he received life wonderful news friends this this truth there's so much more to be shared out of Acts chapter 3 but I I really felt that as I share about these truths of what it means to hold on to the name of Jesus and understand who we are the authority in which we are we are speaking to people and sharing this with that we need to spend time in this moment because the Lord is speaking to each of us. Some of us have have realized that we've um you know we've 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 there's been moments where we haven't said look at me And when we think back we think Lord if only if only I had said to that person I can't solve this with you but I know Jesus can. Let me pray for you. And you would pray in the name of Jesus. And you're thinking of those moments and thinking, Lord, I wish I can do that better. We want to be like this, this lame beggar in Acts chapter nine, Acts chapter three verses nine and ten, where we read, when all the people were walking and praise, when all the people, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate, called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him friends everything that's happened here was to show to give glory to God the miracle was secondary what happens because of this is that God receives the glory in everything that we do wherever the Lord gives us even when we should do everything to his glory it's a bold statement but everything that we need to do we need to do for God's glory and this lame man did exactly that. And, and I'm just trusting as we, as we just reflect on this truth. There's been so many moments in our lives that we can thank the Lord and just point it to him. Friends, there are people that we know in our lives that when we share with them what he's done, they, it just doesn't comprehend in their senses How could that person get a job when there's thousands of others with better qualifications? but for God's glory and for God's purpose we've seen it happen as we've been praying we've seen amazing things happen because we've trusted in the name of Jesus and really friends I'm gonna highlight three specific areas now and I want us to appropriate that I want us to make that ourselves I want you to consider what I'm saying But I wanted you to act in faith. Some people here in this building today, actually we can all stand as we're going to sing. There's some people with us today and as I mentioned earlier, for the first time in your life or just again you've realized that I have authority to pray in the mighty name of Jesus for that one thing, those things that have been over me for so long. But friends, I have felt as without preparing the message that you would need to pray that. I can't pray that for you. So I'm going to encourage you, if you're in that space where there's something that the Lord has been, you know that it is there, but you want to be able to declare just like that policeman, but even more and address it and get it out of your life. We've got some of our people in front here. I want you to come up and stand with them and they will be with you when you pray that prayer in Jesus name. We're going to celebrate how the Lord has delivered you and released you from those things. If you're in that group, you're welcome to move to the front. Um, They're going to start praying for you at this moment. There's others of us that are in this church that we know and that we don't know that that aren't believers. You may be like church. You're a church person maybe, but you're not a Jesus person. It's a bold statement to make, but I... I know that the Lord has been speaking to you and saying, look at me. You've tried to do things on your own and and try to put it together. And with what God has given you, you're doing well with it. You're doing your own way. You have much more than the beggar had to deal with. And you're doing it with what you had. But you need to know today the Lord is speaking to you. And he's saying, what you're striving for is not what you need. You need The name of the Lord Jesus. You need to trust in that name. You need to act on that name. You need to humble yourself. And say Lord. I'm sorry. For all that I've done. And all the things I've tried to do in my own strength. I know as I say these words friends. That there's a battle going on. Because for some of you you're saying. You know but you don't know me Ken. You don't know the things I've done. I cannot approach a God because of the stuff I've done in my life. The people I've hurt. But I need you to know, yes, you've messed up majorly. And there is a price that needed to be paid for those sins. But Jesus paid that price on the cross. He paid that price on the cross. And he even just affirmed that through the resurrection, it is enough. So I just want you to be bold and I want you to come forward. And if you come on this side, we'll we'll, we'll have that privilege of praying for you. Because the lord is saying to you look at me the silver and gold the things the way you're doing it i've got something more for you and today's that day but you need to step out with faith you need to take courage and then two friends i want to ask that you would just all of us as we're standing here and as we're about to sing this final song we we're going to declare that many of us realize that we need the lord to be able to say to someone, look at me. And as Peter's been preaching, is that we need to have our fire lit up. That match must be sparked. And I want to just pray. And I'm going to pray that now. So we just, and I want you to respond by just in an act of faith. Lord, as David said, Lord, let your spirit fall afresh on me. Father, I pray that right now for our church. I pray that for all of us that are sitting here now, Lord. That we can be filled afresh with your spirit so that we can have the courage and the boldness to shine for you. That Lord, we will not let that one moment go by. That one moment go by, Lord, where we do not say, look at me. Let me tell you, I cannot do this, but I know that Jesus can heal you. I know that Jesus can save that, that situation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever it is, you need to pray for that person. I pray, Lord, that for all of us right now, that we will, we will see that and we will testify to that in Jesus' name.